0: What's up everybody and welcome to another episode of the FOE Podcast. I am back with my boy Josh, the real Josh Ho and we're here to talk about WrestleMania 37 and raw after mania today. Josh, how you doing?
1: Um You know, I was doing good after Mania, but right now we're sitting here on a Tuesday. And I'm doing a little bit less good. Doing a little, little disappointed right now.
0: A little disappointed. A lot disappointed. A lot of disappointed. Yes. Ah, uh, it's all right. <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> sure I know why you're disappointed, but we'll get into that later. Oh man, I can't lie. I really am happy for WWE when it comes to WrestleMania 37. They did a good job, you know, bringing the fans back. And also, just a little quick side segment, I think that's the reason, I think that's one of the reasons why I, I was kind of bored by Raw After Mania as well, because it's just like, I went from a live reaction to uh, WWE 2K20 simulations again.
1: <laughs> oh man, that's putting it, putting it lightly. Yeah. I definitely, I definitely agree, like going from the live crowd back to the Thunderdome, it's, it's really rough, it's. It just makes everything less special, less important.
0: Yeah, it just felt weird. Like, all the magic was gone. It was like the magic of WWE was back. <laughs> and then we went back to the Thunderdome, and now it's a bigger Thunderdome and still simulating noise. And it just, it, it just didn't really
1: work with me. You know what I compare this to? What? The Thunderdome is when you're a kid is going to school. And then the WrestleMania with the crowd—that was your weekend, two nights. You know, it's it's lit, it's fun, it's hype. And then you go right back to the Thunderdome. It's like, oh, that, that is right on
0: the nail. That's right on the nail, right there.
1: So uh, basically, what you're
0: saying is that this experience is like working a Monday through Friday. And then being off on the weekend, you're like, hell yeah, I'm excited. And then going right back to working on Monday through Friday.
1: A hundred percent, provided that your job makes you miserable. Yes. I know that's probably like 90% of people out there. But yeah, I would definitely give that a good comparison.
0: Oh, man. Okay, but we're not we're not going to even get into completely. Well, not all the way into the Mania just right now. Let's talk a little bit about WrestleMania 37. So just to kick off, you know, I call this please stand by because the first thing that I thought of when I like that's the first thing I thought of when, you know, they did all this. They got everybody hyped up. They had a horrible intro. You know that. Yeah. That whole video collection they had. That video package was terrible. But yeah, they had (laughs) they had all this. It's like, welcome to WrestleMania.
1: And we have a delay. I know right
0: like talk
1: talk about letting the wind out of your sails like the the introduction by vince that was cool like i really liked it it was you know something that they're probably going to play back for years and then it's like welcome to wrestlemania we'll be back with you in about 40 minutes
0: Uh, the first thing I thought of was watching the episode of WandaVision and it just goes off automatically and says please stand by. Yes. But the biggest villain of Disney invaded WrestleMania. <laughs> 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 oh, so you think you're about to have fun, huh? Please stand by.
1: <laughs> like, um, oh, so this makes everybody excited. Whoops.
0: Boy. But the the thing that made it... I think this this will be a memorable moment because it was WWE unscripted. And this was some of the funniest shit I've ever seen. Uh,
1: Some of it was good. Some of it was cringy. What we learned from this is that for the longest time, for years, everybody's saying, stop scripting, you know, scripting the wrestlers' promos so badly. Stop making them sound robotic and let them be themselves. Well, when you keep doing this over and over again, then finally you're in a position where you tell them, you tell the talent, hey, go out and stall time. You know, be yourself and stall time. They're like, be myself. I spent these last 10 years trying to forget how to be myself. You can't just like flip a switch on like that. But, you know, for some of these guys, they can and it's, Really natural, and really entertaining.
0: Yeah, Kevin Owens did a really good. Uh, he did yes. a really good promo. I was dying laughing during the New Day promo, especially when Biggie <laughs> came up. and was like, you see that I got that wet mouth. I was like, whoa, yes. what? <laughs> I loved it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh um, man i I was sitting on the couch with Melissa, and like during the New Day promo, I, <laughs> I said. I could not be an interviewer with the new day because I would lose it. Like it would be something that's not even all that funny and I would just lose it.
0: Yeah. They're just funny guys. And then Big E talking about he got a wet mouth. I'm just like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh man, that is so on brand with him. It's perfect.
2: Oh my God.
0: The Brian Strowman stumbled. Drew McIntyre tried really hard.
1: I felt so bad for him because you could tell that was you know that was real for him because he was talking about how he finally got his crowning moment and nobody was there in the crowd and finally he's going to be back on WrestleMania again fighting for the title and boom rain delay. You know it's like every everything is everything is trying to work against him and Drew just he keeps that passion in the fire and just keeps fighting. And I really respect that.
0: I respect it too. It just he threw me for a curve when he decided to talk about I want my moment back. You just had a whole almost a year title reign. This is the <laughs> best Drew McIntyre that I've seen in a very, very long time. Cause I didn't see his work outside of WWE, unfortunately. I went back and looked at a few matches. But for them to really go back to that, I'm like, could we could we have done this differently? Could we have done this sooner? Not like a month or two before WrestleMania, but I mean yeah. he did, they did have a good match. I'm not gonna say they didn't, but I'm yeah, glad they didn't put the I'm glad they didn't put the title back on Drew because Bobby deserves this. You cannot come through on your promise to give me Brock Lesnar. This title will have to do for now.
1: Yeah, it sucks that we're rooting against Drew at this point, but it's just the situation. Oh, nah, I can't root against Drew. It's just that I gotta gotta support the Almighty. Technically, when we're supporting the other person in the match, we're technically rooting against Drew McIntyre.
0: I'll be a hypocrite today.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I will be a hypocrite today.
0: Any other match like, I was rooting for him in that triple threat match on uh, Raw. Yeah. Because, I mean... I can't get behind Braun Strowman right now because all I got to do is call him stupid and then all of a sudden he loses his (laughs) shit.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God, dude. I'm just glad that feud is over.
0: I can't get behind that. And then every time I see Randy Orton, I think of Johnny Cash hurt. (laughs) No, because I look at Randy. bro. It was when he had the so-called greatest wrestling match ever. Oh, my God. The
1: greatest match of all time or something like that. Yeah,
0: when they had that, it's like when... He did a drop kick, and I realized that he couldn't get as high as he used to. It's like the Johnny Cash hurt song just started playing in my oh, head. No, <laughs> it started playing in my head, and I started thinking of the lyrics. And I'm sitting here like, "Oh my god, Randy, you right? you're gonna sing this on the air, right?" Absolutely not. I'm trying my hardest
1: <laughs> not to. <That's laughs> Well, man, you can't say that you were thinking of the lyrics and not recite the lyrics. I will post the song. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you the link. <laughs> yeah, I will send you
0: the link if you haven't heard it. If you haven't seen the movie Logan, you need to stop living under a rock and go watch it. Because, <laughs> I mean, I, no, I think of that. Like, I think of Randy in the poster of the movie Logan, Hugh Jackson's last performance as Wolverine. I just see Randy right there. Like, instead of it being called Logan, it's just Randy.
1: It's just old know, man. I think, I think Orton would kind of sound better. You know what? That might work. Randy would... Wait.
0: We got to go with Randy. He's old. Orton, when he was young. Ah,
1: uh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, so we just got to call him Randy.
0: did have the Johnny Cash song playing. He might as well... <laughs> He might as well go ahead and just get a, like get a faction going or a partnership with Elias and have him playing it while he goes down <laughs> down the oh,
2: ramp. Oh,
0: no. <laughs> it'll be perfect.
1: Oh man! And then before you know it, <laughs> he can't get up for the RKO, so he has to do like you know the Mrs. DDT when yeah. his opponent's like on his knees. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be the RKO. His opponent has to be down on their knees. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, man, because he can't take the big bump anymore.
0: Man, oh, it was just so sad.
1: Hold
2: on one second, Josh, one second. My apologies, Joss. I had a little interruption I had to take care of.
1: No, you're good. You're good.
0: Yeah, it's all right. Nobody got buried, guys. Nobody got buried. No. I don't own a shovel, I only own a rake. It's going to take a lot of time to dig a hole. So, yeah, that didn't happen.
1: I don't own a shovel. I got a spoon.
0: Oh, God. (laughs) We'll be here for a
1: while.
2: (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, man.
0: Oh, oh,
1: I don't get why that's so funny, because it's so dumb.
0: <laughs> it's a simple, it's just the simple thing about it. You're trying to dig a hole with a spool. It, it's, it's good to laugh <laughs> at, the simple
2: thing.
1: Oh, shit. Man, okay. You know what, you know what? You know, you remember when they used to do, they did like gags when they were bring out, I guess the correct term is little people? And yeah remember there was like a little Undertaker at one point there's like a little Booker T yeah there was Hornswoggle there's... yeah there was Hornswoggle there's going to be a little Triple H and instead of the golden shovel it's going to be the golden spoon that's 100% going to happen
2: <laughs> <am so> <laughs>
1: who's going to do it Cody and AEW because that sounds like something they'll do shit I'd be all for it dude <laughs> I I'd want, I want a little you know a little bit of that a little bit of that cut but you know because I said it first. I don't think I've heard anybody on the internet say that. And I'm officially oh. declaring nobody has ever said this before me. So I own the rights to little lowercase triple H. Because <laughs> you can't have the capitals. Little H-H-H with their golden spoon. Oh. Oh my god! And and one more thing, <laughs> his theme song is gonna be the game, the game theme song, except it's gonna be the chipmunk voice.
0: I cannot deal. It with has to be. It's gonna be a live performance by Alvin and the Chipmunks. Is that what you're telling me?
1: Yeah, and then in spit, instead of you know bringing out a regular sized water bottle to spit, he has one of the little tiny ones. Dude, this oh. is freaking gold.
0: I cannot deal right now.
1: This is oh. the greatest. This is the greatest like minute and a half in the history of this podcast. The greatest minute and a half in the podcast.
0: Oh my god! Are you gonna go around calling yourself the greatest minute man? Greatest minute and a half man. Minute and yeah. a half man.
1: Yeah, we got to be specific.
0: <laughs> got to add on those extra thirty seconds, Pause.
1: Man, that's important.
0: <laughs> <laughs> those extra 30 seconds really show that you care.
1: Now, I'm telling you, those extra 30 seconds are the difference between satisfaction and disappointment.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. Look at this. Let's, <laughs> let's go on to the next topic. <laughs> let's go on to the next topic. <laughs> okay. All right. So. Bobby and Roman Reigns retained their titles. We're going to talk about the Bobby match first. Just overall, I know we're both happy about the outcome. I, I mean, I know you say you feel bad for Drew. It's just that, you know, it's the Almighty's time. You know, maybe he can go fight for the U.S. championship or, you know, maybe finally give me that match against Walter that I always wanted. But, you know, just find something else to do for the time. But for you... How do you feel right now about this, Josh?
1: Um, let's see. Well, like you said, the outcome was perfect. The finish to the match, I wasn't a big fan of because he was setting up, McIntyre was setting up for the Claymore, and MVP, I don't remember if he climbed on the apron or just shouted Bobby. He just shouted Bobby. And then Drew looked at him. True like, took his attention away just to look over an MVP. And he was in the midst of running up to do the Claymore. And then he decided to go and try to finish it. And, you know, obviously he missed and got hurtlocked to death. But it just made him look like an idiot. Because you know MVP's there. You know what he's out there trying to do. And you still let him distract you in a WrestleMania title match. It just makes him look like a dummy. Um I mean it could have been worse, I guess. But yeah, I mean overall it's a good match. I believe I gave it I I know Dave Meltzer, but during the during the shows I was giving each match a my own personal rating out of 10. And I think, now that I'm looking at them, I think they might be high. But I gave that match a 7.5 out of 10. That's fair. The The first note that I had was, it's nice to see an actual world title match. Unlike, unlike most matches with Brock Lesnar and Goldberg. When they're just like, big spot, big spot. You know, six finishers in a row, and then it's over. Yeah. That always pissed me off. And then after... Sorry, I'm getting off on a tangent here. But after... You know, Lesnar had his long title reign. I was like... You know, Brock's... A part-time... A part-time wrestler who has a title. And he has, like, two-minute matches. In my mind, I'm like... Why does this Universal title mean anything to anybody? But, you know, recently... Recently, uh, the titles have meant more just because they're being held by full-time guys now. So, at least they're, you know, stepping in the right direction.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I'll say this. I actually enjoyed the finish of the match. Um, Yeah, because besides that whole MVP thing, which I know people will say this is technically cheating, he didn't get up on the apron. And then on top of that, Paul Heyman be yelling out Brock' name the entire match, and nobody ever looks back at him. <laughs> right? <laughs> like nobody ever looks back at him, and he just said, out
2: Brock, Brock,
0: and and nobody's <laughs> like it's like you don't even see him, you don't hear him. MVP yell out Bobby. No, a sudden, huh? No.
1: <laughs> I think I think Drew's nickname as a kid was Bobby. He was just like what?
0: It, it's a possibility. <laughs> But, like, I wouldn't even consider that cheating. Like, if he would have tripped him up with a cane or something, then yeah. But, nah, I didn't consider that cheating. It was just the, the hurt lock. I really don't care for it because I'm really getting tired of seeing, like, this whole master lock thing they try to do where it's an unbreakable hole. Nobody can get out of it. It's such it's old school storytelling. I get it. But that, that's kind of like what's me say, like makes me say they're catering to like maybe an eight-year-old me. Like when I was watching Chris Masters as a kid, I was like, oh my God, that just really hurts. You actually going around trying that shit on your friends.
1: Oh man, we used to do, we used to have master lock challenges at school. Exactly.
0: Like, bro, we we were reckless. Master lock challenges, I was all for it, man. I'm sitting at home learning how to flex so I can get out that thing. Like <laughs> I remember trying to run up the lockers
1: thinking oh, I was a wrestler. My God. <laughs>
0: Like, we literally led the charge of don't try this at home, but we try this at home. Oh, 100%. Like I remember the first time I actually did a headbutt and I botched it. I missed oh the
1: whole gosh. fucking pillow. <laughs> 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 this is the only man that'll do a headbutt and miss. <laughs>
0: Well, I missed the whole goddamn... Well, that's one reason why I could never be a wrestler, dog. Because actually, I got... Like, I got bounce. If I learn how to do gymnastics and everything, I'm probably gonna die. I'm gonna try to float in the fucking air. (laughs) Like, I tell you, Vince will tell me, like, I told you not to do this shit. And I will go out there and actually do it. I will try to float in the goddamn air. I will miss a headbutt on live TV.
1: Oh, my God. You, You be the one to miss a headbutt. And then fly over the top rope in a Royal Rumble match. <laughs> and eliminate yourself.
0: Well, look here. If I did that, I deserve to be fired. Because one, <laughs> that shit <hurt. laughs> oh, Like man. I don't know if anybody's ever botched a headbutt in their life, but that shit hurts. <laughs> so, one, absolutely <laughs> fucking not. Two, if I did that and then I got up and I jumped out the ring, I better be on ESPN. That is the ultimate sell job right there. I'm That's currently the better. Come on, man. Oh, yes! I sold it. I oversold that fucking thing. That's what that would be. I would be proud of that moment.
1: Oh, dude, have you... Did you play the Mario games? Yes. I sucked at all of them, but I played. You know you know Bullet Bill, right? Yes. That's exactly what I think of when you're talking about <laughs> missing a headbutton flying.
0: Oh, Lord. And... <laughs> No, but yeah, I know. I know. I got off topic. Everybody gets off topic talking about wrestling. But no, I, I didn't mind the finisher with um, Drew McIntyre passing out. I guess that was a way of protecting him from actually taking a pinfall,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and him not tapping out. So him passing out was the ultimate way of saying, "Okay, we're protecting him, so we can have another rematch at apparently a new pay per view called WrestleMania Backlash." Where oh my god, I, 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 do. I feel like we're gonna run all these matches back. I hope not. <laughs> but nah, but. They did the right thing with Bobby. But now with this night, too. I kind of don't know how I feel about Roman Reigns being champion. I have no problem with it, but. I think I know where this is going.
1: Dude, I love it. I love it so much. And if you knew me like five years ago. You wouldn't you wouldn't believe. That I'm excited to see Roman Reigns in the WrestleMania main event as champion and retain. Like this man has this man has gone from what 2015, 2016 Roman, when it's just booze after booze when he's trying to be a face. Now yeah. he's a heel and he's just the most badass dude. And his promos are short and sweet and they get the job done. He looks intimidating. He plays his part so well. And right now, he's one of my... I don't want to say he's one of my favorite wrestlers, because he's not. But he's one of my favorite characters. He's probably my favorite, number one favorite character on WWE TV right now. I'm, like I said before, stupid Hulu. So I'm not watching SmackDown anymore. But (laughs) if I was... Rains would be the number one reason I tune in. You can always watch it on the cock.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, everybody's been calling it the cock. It's also here, like have they?
1: Yes. Oh man, what what came to my head was like everybody's trying to get everything censored and get everything changed because they're offended, but peacock is fine, (laughs) dude. That's because it's it's a bird. (laughs) So. Mr. Potato is a damn toy potato.
0: Yeah, but nobody calls it Peacock. I feel like they just call it the cock.
1: <laughs> oh, man. I mean, well, uh, Peacock doesn't have live Raw on SmackDown.
0: Oh, nah, man.
1: That's That that sucks. That's a really big disappointment. Oh, but I no, guess I
0: mean, so... After Raw, after Mania... I mean, I kind of <laughs> see why I don't watch it the same day, because... It would have some... Damn it, we're getting to it later. I'm not even going to talk about it right
1: now. <laughs> I'll save that for oh, later. Oh, dude, we got so much anticipation. Um <laughs> oh, no. Back yeah, for the, <laughs> for the triple threat match, I gave that one... Well, I'll go into the rating later because I'm going to talk about that later. Um, the... There were a couple of really cool spots in there. And I just... I love... That Reigns, it was like a complete swerve, because we all thought making it a triple threat match, that gave Edge an excuse, pin Dan and Bryan and win the title, or Dan and Bryan gave an excuse, pin Edge, and get the title. But nobody expected Reigns to pin both men. And that, at this point, you're just looking at it, and you're saying, who can possibly stop this man? That's
0: why. I like that.
1: Yeah, I and I think it's interesting that these two guys are talking about that retain their titles, Roman and Lashley. First of all, they're both badass heels. Two, they have an awesome manager. And three, they both have a built-in storyline for when and if Brock Lesnar comes back. Yeah. So what would be really interesting, this just now popped in my mind, Brock Lesnar wins the Royal Rumble. And let's say both these men are still champion. Who is he gonna pick? I think
0: he's gonna pick Bobby.
1: <clears throat> think so? I
0: mean, we've seen. I mean, there's the story with um, there's a story with the Reigns because you know he got Paul Heyman, so of course Brock is coming back. What the fuck like is that? this? Yeah, there's a love triangle with that, but then there's this long anticipation. Uh, Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar that everybody's been waiting for and we never got. It's not just right. wrestling fans that are waiting for this. It's MMA fans that are waiting for it too because when they were both in mixed martial arts, I'm pretty sure people thought that Bobby would eventually make it to the UFC and then, you know, Bobby and Brock would have a big money match because Dana White's going to be like, okay, I got to make this. But, you know, that never happened. It's like, hey, we're back in WWE. Let's make this match. And then Bobby wants that. That's one of the first things he said when he came back. I came back because I want to wrestle Brock Lesnar. He wants that
1: match.
2: Yeah, I know be,
0: Brock wants it too.
1: It obviously won't be like a you know, technical masterpiece or anything like that, but it will be an awesome, just awesome match to watch. I
0: think they but, could actually flip it to make it a, a great match. They just got. I, I I was thinking about this. Um, actually wrote it in an article about the booking of uh, WrestleMania 38.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, I looked at that.
0: Yeah, the Fight Pit. Put him in a Fight Pit. I think that works. I don't know if you've ever seen the Fight Pit on NXT, but the Fight Pit is very interesting. It's kind of like WWE's knockoff version of UFC and Bloodsport. Which, you know, Bloodsport, professional wrestlers go over there and they have kind of like a knockout submission style match. It's more uh, map based wrestling.
1: Okay. The only Bloodsport I know is the movie with Jean-Claude Van Damme.
0: Boy, it's all right, dog. Kimute, it's all right. <laughs> it's all good. I need to watch that movie. I haven't seen it in a while. It's really right. fucking good, though. <laughs> it's really fucking good. <laughs> anyway, anyways, anyways, before we even get into that. No, but uh, the fight pit will work. That's what I think. They can have a brawling style. They can have an amateur wrestling match. They can kind of switch it up and have a hybrid style of wrestling. So, you know, Brock Lesnar could take his time if he wants to do suplexes. But if he actually wants to train, maybe stop skipping leg day.
2: Damn.
0: (laughs) Oh, but come on, dog. You know, out. I I mean, dude, it's no excuse because, I mean, I'm like two, I play about two. Forty five to fifty. He still could pick me up like it's nothing. I'm just a cinder block to him. Mm. But still, though, when you look, at he's intimidating when you look him in the eye. But when you look down at his legs, bruh, even oh. a squirrel will bust out laughing. <laughs> really? I ain't say the squirrel will bust a nut. I say he will bust out laughing. <laughs>
2: I'm sorry. Come on, man. <laughs> I was anticipating it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> uh,
0: um he'll pick Bobby. I don't think he'll go. I don't think he'll do a reign again. I don't think Vince would do that. I think he'll save that for something else.
1: Yeah, like match-wise. Just the fact that Roman and Brock fought each other so many times already. It would definitely be more interesting to see Lesnar and Bobby, but the possible storyline for Lesnar and Reigns, like could you imagine if Lesnar came back and you know, Lesnar slowly recruited Paul Heyman to come back on his side and then towards the end of like a pay-per-view match, Heyman turns on him and he says he's not going to leave his tribal chief or something like that. Like, that's just amazing. I I can see that. But then I'm just
0: spitballing here. Heyman can do that. Or also, if WWE just decided to one day, you know, Brock takes on Lashley before Mania. You know, since they're still doing this whole Thunderdome thing, I'm assuming that they're going to be doing this for probably about, like, another year. Maybe. I don't know. But... Brock faces Lashley, takes the title off of Lashley, then has a confrontation with Roman Reigns, and it could lead to an Ultimate matchup about some many other uni- unification bout. Of
1: course, if we're, in the
2: mix.
1: if we're doing unification, I think that's got to be a triple threat.
2: Ah, we don't
0: need no more Fall Guys. <laughs> we don't need any more Fall Guys. Let these men get pinned to the mat. Pause.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could eventually lead to maybe Lashley and Reigns kicks Brock's ass because he's a part-timer and he just gets him out of there. And then it's Lashley versus Reigns. And that will be the unification match.
0: Now, if we're talking about maybe before that match, yeah, if you're talking about during that match, we see how this go. Every time, it's a triple threat match with Brock Lesnar. Two guys team up, take Brock out. They wrestle for 30 minutes, and then the next thing you know, Brock Lesnar hops in the ring, does some amazing shit. A suplex on that five, and it's over.
1: Yeah, I meant before before the match. Like, before, like, anything was really set up. They could just... You know, believably, these either one of these guys by themselves... Can't legitimately, you know, be believable to kick someone's ass and put them on the shelf for a while. Imagine both of these guys working together, at, if, at least for a minute.
0: I'll take it. I'll take it. But then also, because we're gonna talk, we gotta talk about some of these females matches. We gotta talk about that. <laughs> but also, um. You know how Vince is. They can have that unification, but Vince doesn't want Roman Reigns or Bobby Lashley to take a pin, so he's going to go with over-reliable disqualification. So here comes Brock taking his long walk down the ramp. Now, during that time that it takes him to walk down his ramp, because he's not going to run. He turns of red really I fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so during this long walk down the ramp, Ramp and Paul Heyman just sitting there looking shockingly like a Facebook emoji. Um, (laughs) They have time to finish this match. (laughs) They have a lot of time to finish (laughs) this match. But they just sit there and look at him. And nobody does anything. Nobody says, okay, let's do a roll up right quick. One, two, three, let's get the hell out of here. Nobody says, no, we got to sit there and look at him like, like John Cena returning to the Royal Rumble. And then you know, he gets in the ring qualification. Yeah, that's it. And then Next thing you know, we're on the Raw after Mania. There's a three-way fight and everybody's trying to break it up. And then we're going to have another backlash. We're going to have a triple threat match. There's somebody got to be the fall guy. But no, it's not going to be a triple threat match. It's going to be a fatal four-way. So <laughs> Braun Strowman could be the fall guy.
1: <laughs> oh, man. That is WWE booking just going in circles and circles. Yeah, like, all you got to do is just let the guy lose.
0: I don't think that you're going to hurt their momentum if you just let them lose a one-on-one
1: match. Exactly. If you book them well leading up to it and they look good in the match, it's it's not a big deal. As yeah, long as they're yeah, not I, on,
0: like... I realize...
1: No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying, as long as they're not on, like, a 15-match losing streak or anything like that, as long as they're booked decently leading up to it, they'll be fine. Yeah,
0: I think that's all it is. It's not like the fiend, which we'll talk about. In a second, oh, Jesus Christ! It's not like that. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I don't know if I, I don't know if you remember this, but um, when we did the WrestleMania thirty-seven show, the first one, I told you that I felt like WWE was going young with the women's division and. Now we have two two new champions, both in upset fashion.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, we'll talk about you the know, Bianca Ra- match.
0: Ripley's title reign may not last long.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't I, I don't know what's going on with her. Um, so we'll talk about the Bianca match later, but her winning the title. Just the whole the whole moment leading into the match, the match itself, and you know, the moment after the match, you saw um on Twitter Sasha Banks while Bianca was celebrating, she was on the outside of the ring and she was smiling.
2: hmm
1: Like that that was just a nice moment. I know there there are people that I saw, you know, clowning her for breaking character. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? You realize these are humans, right? And like, this is a legitimately amazing moment. Like, shut the hell up. Anyways. Yeah, Bianca winning the title was obviously the perfect way to end night one. That match was amazing. The ending to the match was amazing. Bianca was the right person for the job. She won the Rumble, looked great doing it. And the build up leading to the match was terrible. But, you know, you forgot about all that when the match started.
0: Yeah, you did. Um, That that main event did justice. Definitely going down as one of the greatest WrestleMania main events of all time. They should go ahead and erase uh, the Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte one from existence. Yeah, so I'm just sending that message out to the cock. You know, while you're taking (laughs) stuff out of WWE's uh, arsenal, that's a match that should be pulled as well. You know. Just saying. Um, Specifically on that match, because I'm not going to spend too much time on it, but specifically on that match, it was a beautiful moment for Bianca Belair. It was a proud moment that honestly should be talked about in Black History Month. Because, you know, two black women main event in WrestleMania, that's a big deal. Even for the people that don't even, you know, look at wrestling like that. It, It is a big deal if you're just a casual. It was a great moment. For the sport and for the community.
2: Yeah, now, when sure. it comes
0: to uh, Sasha Banks, I love a good joke. I've been saying that on SIJW and uh, just period. I like a good joke. But eventually, we do need to get her a win. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm just being honest. Like, yeah, of all the people that get a win at WrestleMania, Michael Cole got a win at WrestleMania. Michael fucking Cole. He has a win at mm-hmm. WrestleMania. Of all the people, Donald Trump is undefeated at WrestleMania. Thanks to Bobby.
1: Well, no, he didn't win the match, though.
0: Man, look here. I'm still giving him that
1: just because he was there. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, all
2: right, all right.
1: That's, right. Like, that's like you saying, well, I mean, Paul Heyman pretty much beat Edge and Daniel Bryan in the Triple Threat match. No, yeah. it doesn't work like that.
0: That's just not right, dog. Jay (laughs) Uso did. (laughs) You talking about that was a fatal four way? They just didn't announce it.
1: Oh man, that was a. What what would you call that? It's like a. It would be like a handicap match. It would be like a tag team against two individuals. Two on one on one.
0: I just call it a fatal four way. It's a triple threat match. Since the beginning of time, triple threat matches have been no DQ. So to say that Jay Uso is cheating is just wrong. When the match is advertised as no DQ. So that means hey, AJ. You can come down here and do whatever the hell you want to do, all right? Just help me win this match. Yeah,
1: yeah no... when, when dudes are busting chairs over each other, there's no rules. There's no DQ. You exactly. can't get mad over interference if there's no disqualification.
0: Exactly if Paul Heyman Wanted to go in there and do a Canadian Destroyer (laughs) on Edge
1: He could have done it Oh man He'd have to He'd try to want a bad bunny and do it like Off the top rope to the outside Absolutely
0: not Edge career will be over again If he does that absolutely fucking not Nobody should ever do that Nobody in the history of wrestling Should ever do that outside the ring And the bad part is I know there's a video out here Of somebody doing this shit
1: Oh, I'm sure there is.
0: No, but there, no, there's none of that. But back to Sasha Banks, Um, I didn't even realize that she was winless at WrestleMania. And she has a great career. She's definitely a Hall of Famer. It's just that all her title reigns are short. And she's like a transitional champion. But I like to think that You know, maybe she just has that effect to where she really doesn't need the title at this point. She's just a historian, a history maker. Because she's always in first-time matches. So that's what's going to be on her resume when she's done. First-time matches. I know some people say that it shouldn't matter. You know you don't technically really need a win at WrestleMania. I just feel like if I'm in WWE, if Zack Ryder can get a win at WrestleMania, I damn sure should be able to get a win at WrestleMania. I helped build this women's
1: division back to the promise.
0: Actually, better. Yeah, I said, hey, absolutely. Give me one. I think
1: I'm kind of afraid because I think that if Vince really takes notice of this, I think she's 0-6. Yeah. If he sees his record, he's going to say, God damn, pal. Sasha Banks is going to be the new Undertaker. Mm-hmm. And try to make her 0-21. No, no, no. Until no. she beats Brock Lesnar to make it
2: one in twenty-one.
0: Absolutely fucking not. Absolutely not. Come to think about it, I don't even think Oscar got the most promising res- record at WrestleMania. I don't. I don't think so. But yeah, um, Sasha. They need to give her a win It's just that plain and simple. Just one. But the fact that you know this isn't really upsetting her. I don't think we should really look at her as selfish anymore. Because this is really selfless. I don't know if Charlotte can sit here and be 0 6 at WrestleMania and be happy.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, she definitely put over Bianca. And it was an amazing moment. It was definitely selfless. But we don't really know for sure if she's like what she really feels about her record. Like, she might be just holding it all in. I'm pretty sure it's just going to be a rematch at Backlash. Man, there's probably gonna be a rematch next week Raw. Oh, you mean or, is on, on SmackDown? Smackdown. <laughs> on SmackDown, yeah. <laughs> nah, we won't we
0: won't put that into existence. Give Bailey a shot.
1: Dude, Bailey was so good. I fucking hate the Bella twins so much.
0: <laughs> We're not about to sit here and bash the Bella <laughs> twins. They're in the hall of fame. I'ma leave it alone at that. Dude. I won't agree with it. I, I Donald I, Trump I, is in the hall of fame. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Uh, Look here They had They helped WWE Take the Divas division The women's division I'm sorry help them take it out of just professional wrestling And put them into you know mainstream spotlight Of TV but as far as It goes in the ring I have nothing to really be impressed about When it comes to the Bellas I mean they're going to get in the Hall of Fame just for being There and you know Generating money But as professional wrestling goes, I don't see a match that they have done that will make that I'm going to see him be like, oh, that was an excellent match. I don't see that, you know, as entertainers, you know, salute you as professional wrestlers.
1: Yeah, I don't know about that. I feel like the. The few women that were really. Impactful in going from divas to women's wrestling Beth Phoenix AJ Lee and Paige The Bella Twins are the exact model of female athletes that they were trying to shy away from trying to turn you know go from that into being taken seriously As soon as once AJ and Paige had their feud like it started being legit And that's when it was like, give divas the chance or something like that. It was like a hashtag on Twitter. Yeah. So I feel like the Bellas were, they might've been important in, you know, going to women's wrestling, but it was on accident. It wasn't because of them. It was in spite of them. And I, I don't care for the Bellas at all. And when they when they took out Bailey, I was so mad.
0: I mean, we we already knew this is this is just bound to happen. I
1: thought it was gonna be <laughs> Becky. I thought it was gonna be Becky.
0: Nah,
1: I was gonna be hyped. Nah,
0: all oh. all we know is Becky's coming back. We just don't know when. Also, now um, how'd you feel about the Oscar and Rhea Ripley match?
1: Oh, dude, the. I expected so much better. I heard a comparison of the expectations for this match and how they were, how it actually ended up very similar to AJ Styles and Shinsuke. in that, you know, it would have been if you just, I don't, I don't know how to put it. I guess they just don't have the chemistry. I don't know if it was really the WWE style because they ran it back on Raw. And it was still not great. It was very fast
0: paced. It had a few sloppy moments, and it was only because they were like they were moving really fast. Because you gotta be able to move fast with Asuka.
1: Yeah, and, in the beginning.
0: Yeah, Ripley should she should have probably just tried to slow down the, slow down the match. But Oscar's she forces you to move fast because she's always switching holds and everything. So she forces you to move fast. It's like, once they got winded, the match gets sloppy. So, yeah, it's probably because they haven't had, you know, that much experience with each other. I thought they were both, like, decent.
1: But, yeah. Yeah, it just sucks. Because in the beginning, I was like, damn, this match is a lot better than their Mania match. And then the second half of the match happened. And it was just... It was just a letdown, man. Because they're both individually so good. Really freaking good. But, you know, are they're, they're two matches, that's what, two, two nights in a row? And it's just, it was just a letdown. I mean, I'm happy that Rhea got the win. And Rhea deserves it. I'm not sure why she's a heel, honestly. But that's... You know, topic for another day. Rhea definitely deserves the title too. Obviously, Bianca's moment was a lot more important, more impactful, and just just a greater moment in general. But Rhea Ripley winning the title was also a great moment. Um, it looks like it looks like now they're going with Rhea and Charlotte, which should be really good. Because we saw their mania match last year for the NXT title, so I'm, wait, I'm pretty excited about that match.
0: Wait, so they're going with at um at WrestleMania Backlash? What the hell are they putting WrestleMania in front of it?
1: But yeah, Backlash. Uh, I don't know if it was. I don't think it was confirmed yet, but it definitely looks like that's where they're going. They're probably
0: going to do a triple threat.
1: Yeah, they could be doing that too.
0: Yeah,
1: you know how much they love. Asuka's going to be the fall guy. Uh, she could take a loss. Yeah, she why could. not? They've screwed her over enough already.
0: She had a pretty okay title, man. It's not her fault. It's kind of like what Charlotte says. She can't apologize for being for being so
1: damn good. It's not her fault. <laughs> like, really, it's really not her fault. No, I mean, Asuka didn't do anything wrong. It's WWE, how they... You know, we've complained on previous episodes. Like, how many times have we been like... How are you having this big of a pay per view and the Raw women's title is not on the line? Oscar doesn't have a road match.
0: That's because they don't have anybody on Raw that can really wrestle her. How many times do you want to see Charlotte versus Asuka?
1: Exactly, that's WWE's fault. It's not. Well, I because nobody's blaming. back
0: there is good enough to take on Oscar. You can build people up, man. Like they How have do you build Rose. somebody to take on Oscar. I mean, well, Io Shirai should come up and take on Asuka, but how do you (laughs) build somebody to
1: take on Asuka? (laughs) They literally... First of all, it could have been Shayna, but then for some reason they would decide to put her in a tag team with Ajax. You could have had... uh, You broke up the Iconics for some unknown reason, and you were going to push Peyton Royce, and then you were just like, nah, I changed my mind. So Peyton Royce could have been built up for a few matches with Asuka. Like, there are things you could have done but WWE was just too lazy and uncreative to actually do something.
2: Shoot,
0: they'll figure it out. If all those spells just send her back to NXT. There's a lot of women in that division that she can wrestle. You know, she'd have a whole new change of scenery. You know, do that right there. Or, you know, you could just have three matches with Io Shirai and then, you know, put both of them going into the win. Or make them a tag team. Nobody will stop them.
1: Man, I want Kyrie Sane to come back. I miss Kyrie.
0: Oh. oh man, she left for she left for a very good reason.
1: I applaud her. Yeah. yeah that
0: I, I that, that tag
1: team was great though. Kabuki Warriors.
0: Yeah. I wanted them to change that name so bad. Yeah. I just wanted <laughs> them to take no, I wanted Oscar, Kyrie Sane and Io Shirai. Because Yo Shirai and Kairi Sane, if I'm correct, they were in a stable in Lucha Underground. But I just wanted them three to be together and just be called the Kabuki Mafia. That's it. <laughs> That's
1: all. Just call them the Yakuza.
0: Oh, no, we can't do that, though.
1: You know Vince McMahon would totally do that.
0: Absolutely. But you don't fuck around with them? Mm-mm. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> exactly. He, he exactly. Is, that
1: fits the theme. <laughs> No, <laughs> no, nah, nah,
0: you don't fuck around with the world I'm like, <laughs> Nah, you don't want those problems oh, Man, um... look at Braun Strowman big But you know uh, Glot 9 is powerful That's all I gotta say <laughs> <laughs> That's all I gotta say So he wouldn't do that right there Vince's Vince smart enough to know that he shouldn't even step into that Also So before we move to the next topic I gotta ask you, how did you feel about the uh, The Nigerian drum fight dude. Uh, I
1: didn't feel anything.
0: You realize that there, that not a single drum was used.
1: <laughs> I, I saw that on Twitter. <laughs> how ironic is that? It seemed like they didn't know the rule. I guess how, how the match was going to be set up. Like they didn't know the rules of the match until the card itself. I thought the, I thought there spot, uh, Apollo's missed Splash went through the table. I think that was kind of cool. But overall, the match was pretty bad. It was really bad. And then <clears throat> Dabakato came back. Yeah. And he's the one who cost Big E the match. And then they're sitting there acting like they've never seen him before. This man was literally jacked to Raw. Yeah. Nothing about him looks any different. You know who he is. I, oh. I saw, I saw someone on Twitter. They said, "Oh my! Stop call, stop guarding the door for Raw Underground for five minutes to go win the tag team titles, and Doppelkicker stuck <laughs> out."
0: Oh man, uh, I can't lie. I went into this match with some very immature expectations. You say yeah,
1: immature expectations.
0: Yes, I went into this match with very immature expectations. Oh boy! Like I expected the whole scene from Black Panther. Oh I wanted people God. standing around the ring doing a whole <laughs> little shoulder shrug. I wanted all that before anybody starts some immediate some hypocritical comments. I am black, so yes, I have every right to say this shit. Anyways, um, so the <laughs> the Black Panther scene. So I I was expecting that. Literally, and it, like I said, immature expectations. Like, this is all fantasy. I knew none of this shit was going to happen. Like, this is just the things I immediately thought. I thought of Forrest Whitaker standing in the ring, taking the IC title from Big E. It'd be like, the power of the IC title will now be stripped away. I expected that. It was certain things I felt like the match was missing. Like, when you say Nigerian drum fight, you think of people beating on drums while people are fighting. Mm -hmm. I expected all this and I was let down. Not one of these things happened. There was nobody here to do any type of ritual or anything to actually make people say, oh shit, this is a serious situation here. This is a very serious environment. It was literally bongos on top of tables that never (laughs) got used. Could at least hit somebody upside the
1: head with a bongo one time. Oh my... (laughs) If there was one match on both nights, other than the fiend and Randy Orton, that should have been a cinematic match, it's this one. Yes. You could have done something with this. I mean, yeah. I know you know you'd be bordering on kind of racist, kind of offensive, but you know, you could have tried something else.
0: <laughs> this I is so bad. Look, okay, I don't think there's anything. The only thing that could have made this offensive is if they would have had people jumping up and down and everything, doing chants and stuff with like, if a made up language. That's the only way this could have jumped to offensive. They could have took this moment, actually went back in the history books, and tried to have it set up as some form of an authentic Nigerian drum fight. That's all I'm saying. Or you could have just had motherfuckers around the ring beating the damn drums.
1: This, ma- this match is literally a no disqualification match. So it's about to be a stipulation that you'll see on a regular pay-per-view. <laughs> We're going to see Sheamus versus Braun Strowman. <laughs> a
0: Nigerian Trump fight. I wanted. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Let's go... Let's, <laughs> let's go to the next topic. Let's just go to the next topic. Because before, um, before we talk about our favorite matches of night one and night two... um. The Fiend, Alexa Bliss. I had a whole idea of what was possibly going on. I might as well share it. I thought everything with Alexa Bliss, you know, with the whole, like, blood or whatever the hell that was coming out of her head. I was sitting here thinking that, okay, well, The Fiend created this monster. This monster helped him take down Randy Orton. She is no longer in use. So if if he beats Randy Orton... She disappears, like she dies. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking they're going with some crazy shit like that. But then we watch Raw, Mania, and it's like, okay, so we have two people with similar stories, but in the male and female division, now saying, you know, I don't need you. But y'all still tied together.
2: Yeah,
1: they're like a couple that just had a fight. And they're just separating for a little bit before they get back together.
0: Boy, look, this is—I don't even know if that's fair to say. Like, I feel like the fans should be heartbroken right now. I sat <laughs> here and I build you up. Like this is a this is a classic love story right here. This is—I left. It wasn't intentional. And all of a sudden, while I'm gone, you know what? Woman empowerment mode. I don't need you anymore.
2: And yeah, I'm gonna fuck
0: up your damn match. You know what? Y'all could have <laughs> won- you could have let him get this win and
1: then, you
0: know, be like, Oh snap, I don't need you no more. Boom, you done.
1: Yeah, they definitely backed themselves in the corner with this one because it just there's so much of this that doesn't really make sense. Like it's kind of cool. Some of this some of the supernatural stuff's pretty cool. But it's like, how do you you know, what's the end game to this whole storyline? How are you going to... Because eventually Alexa's going to have to come back as regular Alexa again to be a wrestler. You would think anyway. But... Yeah. I mean, unless she's, you know, made up her mind that she wants to retire soon. For whatever reason. And she wants to be written off TV for good. But I I can't see that happening. It just I don't know they it, it's just perfect WWE booking of how they they take. I don't think it's a I don't think it's a stretch to call Bray Wyatt a genius. I think he's a creative genius. He's put this whole fiend character together, this whole storyline from from the beginning, from the Firefly Funhouse, the first episode. And people were looking at it like, what the hell is this? This is stupid. And then before you know it, like a week or two later, everyone's hooked. And he knows it. He knows exactly what the fans want to see. He knows what will get their attention and hold it. And then as soon as Vince gets his grubby little paws on this thing, he screws it up. Like Hell in a Cell. Like Braun Strowman. You got PTSD from Hell in a Cell, don't you? Dude, I can never just forget about that. That the moment that killed the fiend? That is the moment that killed the fiend, yeah. He
0: that's can an article still right there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he can still come back from that. Well, that's what I thought anyway. I was like, you know, this is terrible, but I love Barry Wyatt. I love the fiend. So, you know, I'll give him another shot. And then the Braun Strowman feud happened. And I was just like, oh, no, that was so bad, too. And then everything here with Orton, I mean, you know, it's cool. It's all right. But it's he's not the same as he used to be. WWE just ruined him.
0: Well, when it comes to Orton, like their match has never really been good. Like, they did their best to tell their story, but their actual matches never really been really good. They have some great moments. Like, they're really just special effects. So, I think that, you know, whatever direction they decide to go with, The Fiend or Bray Wyatt or whatever the hell they're doing. Because, you know, it sounds like from his last promo I saw yesterday, it sounds like he's going some type of gospel route. You know, it's very energetic. Sounds like a pastor trying to tell you about a new coming and all this other shit. So, I just feel like whatever story that y'all are doing with the fiend next, can we at least find somebody that he can probably mesh with in the ring? Because we can't keep having these amazing promos, these amazing outfits, besides the one that looked like burnt beef jerky. Yeah, we it, we can't keep having these amazing moments and everything. But then when the matches come, they don't really deliver. We we know that he's not the best wrestler in the ring, but. I've seen glimpses of Bray Wyatt being able to have good matches. The cinematic thing, yeah, he couldn't hide behind that forever. But at WrestleMania, the cinematic match would have worked out perfectly. Even if they did still do the, do the whole Alexa Bliss costing him the match this over. But a cinematic feel would have worked out perfectly for this. He needs to stop taking all these losses. I understand yes. the character has a strong presence. But it becomes basically inexistent or irrelevant when he keeps losing. And then I agree. we get a whole new well, this is a, a new beginning. How many new beginnings are we gonna have to give Bray Wyatt before we actually allow him to have momentum? Cesaro didn't have all these new beginnings. He he took losses. He had some great moments, especially with the bar. If Tyson Kidd would have never got hurt, that would have been one of the greatest tag teams of all time, him and Cesaro um the tag team he had with shinsuke Nakamura that was okay you know they did things but now he's finally getting his singles run the most we get of bray wyatt is him basically being reinvented and reinvented and reinvented jericho reinvents himself too but you know he goes out and he gets wins somewhere along the line they have to start giving him wins and figure out, okay, what matches really work? We can't do cinematic, but we got to pair him with people that can actually work.
1: Yeah, when you were saying that his matches matches with Orton aren't good, I think from a technical standpoint, they don't have to be good. He's the fiend. He's a monster. He's not like, you know, a third generation superstar who's been training in the, in the heart dungeon for years or anything like that. Yeah, he doesn't have to be. I feel like when the Fiend wrestles, other than a pay-per-view with a live crowd, besides that, I think every match with the Fiend should be a cinematic match, just to make it feel. Every match should be a cinematic match, just to make it his own. Every single match the Fiend has is his, his own thing, his own theme. Maybe, like, a different setting every time, but I just don't see why the Fiend would want to get inside of a wrestling ring, bounce off the ropes, and you know what I mean? He doesn't like have his... to
0: do all that, though. Like, I don't want you feel like he has to do all that. I mean, I know I watch different styles and shit. I get that his character is a monster. The problem is, at first, he started out being a monster, and then it just got, like, okay, He's taking a lot of abuse in the ring and not winning matches or having these dumbass finishes. Like, y'all didn't do all this shit to Kane. And Kane was a monster. Oh, yeah. Y'all just let Kane be a monster. The Fiend literally looks like a fucking monster. Let him be a monster.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. You give him those cinematic matches like i was saying and have them win those matches you and that
0: if if Josh, somebody if actually do too much of it though like i'm sorry but if they do so many you really want to see like him have like 20 30 cinematic
1: matches in a year No, no 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 not 20 or 30 he'll wrestle at like give him like once a pay-per-view or maybe every other pay-per-view you know make it special But as soon as the live crowd comes back, then that's when you... Because you have to give him the Fiend entrance. Yeah. So, you know, that's when you let him have his in-ring matches. But until then, why not do cinematic matches? You have the time. You can edit as much as you want. You can do it.
2: Mm Hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know i go for it mainly because of, well, okay, I'll put it this way. I would have been cool with it if they would have eventually gave him, like, a title reign and he kind of took over one of the brands. So that if you actually wanted to face the fiend, you had to step into the Firefly Funhouse.
1: That'd be interesting.
0: Yeah, I would take it if they would have did it that way. But just like I barely wrestle and I'm doing all these promos. Hey, I want to fight you in a Firefly Funhouse with a couple of attacks. It just wouldn't work for me. But if he just had, you know, total, total control, total domination, I'm the champion. Like when he was a champion, they would have went with that idea of, well, he doesn't come here, you got to come to him. And he just constantly yeah. sending opponents, and none of them works out until you have someone badass enough to do it, like Alistair Black.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe you can, you know, have them have like a challenger go back and try to find him. The fiend kicks their ass in a some kind of cinematic match. They're written off TV for like a month, and when they come back, they don't remember anything.
0: Yeah,
1: maybe like a little bit about them is different, like how we did, like Miz turned turned heel, Daniel Bryan shaved. Yeah, you know, just something a little bit about them is different, and they just can't remember what happened.
0: No, like that was cool, and they didn't even do the whole can't remember what happened, but. When Daniel Bryan basically kind of switched back to his old gimmick, I can't remember off the top of my head when he was in the indies, but when he when he switched back to that, that was cool. He turned Braun, Braun Strowman back into the Monster Among Men. Like, it was kind of like, you know, when Matt Hardy had his old Lake of Reincarnation, but in TNA. I'm not, I'm not even going to speak on what they did in WWE. It's kind of <laughs> like when they had that, but instead, I'm doing these things and it's kind of turning you back into another version of you or, you know, you're not the same person. Like the biggest mystery for me is John Cena. That's a long-term story that they can revisit whenever they're ready because he just disappeared. So we don't know what he'll turn back into or what he'll turn into. He
1: turned to a movie star.
0: (laughs) Oh man, that took a long time.
1: (laughs) He needed the fiend's help. (laughs) That's why I took the match. You know, you have a point there. (laughs) It is
0: crazy after that match. It's just like, boom, movie here, movie there, movie here, movie there. He's in the Suicide Squad movie coming out later this year. Oh, God. And he's getting a spinoff show for HBO, Peacemaker. Jesus.
1: I'm all for it. We don't don't need this shit, man.
0: (laughs) Man, look here. If anybody can be a whole alternate or the bass out of a Gemini version of Captain America... Well, if it ain't U.S. agent, for anybody that hasn't seen uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, because that man lost his marbles. But (laughs) if anybody could be that in the alternate universe, it can be John Cena. He's corny enough, and he loves America
1: enough to do it. Oh, dude, you know what we need? What? It's so bad. It's such a bad idea, but I would love it. He needs to do a sequel to his uh, first album.
0: It's not a bad idea. I'll take
1: it. It's It's so bad I listened to it I think a few months
2: ago
1: Mm -hmm. Oh my god I I had a hard time getting through it Because his lyrics were so terrible And his flow was Literally the same Flow over and over again It was monotonous and his Rhyme schemes were so bad (laughs) I know it was like I think it was 2005 Yeah But it was terrible But I kind of loved it
0: I think a lot of people did, my friend.
1: Oh man,
0: uh, they'll figure it out when it come to him. But let's keep it going. Favorite matches from
1: night one and night two.
2: This this is easy for me.
1: Night one, Bianca Sasha. That match was incredible. I I had some notes written down here. I said I love Sasha's Naomi like slash supervillain hair and gear. Very Yeah.
0: I was it, trying to figure out what's up with it because I kinda got the vibes of Shotzi Blackheart.
1: Yeah, I could see that. It worked the for her. First thing I thought of was Naomi. Um you know, second thing I thought of was she's looking like poison ivy, I think. Or just some, some sort of Some sort of supervillain. Yeah. And let's see. I have. uh, When Bianca Belair caught. Caught Sasha on a suicide dive. And military pressed her. And walked up the stairs with her. Yeah. That was incredible. And Sasha Banks had a tornado DDT. That looked really gruesome.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: (laughs) And then I had that. 450 splash no i didn't actually write anything out about that the next thing i had was the hair whip heard around (laughs) the world that shit was bonkers like as soon as i heard that i was like i was like oh that shit's so fake like there's no way that's legit and then i saw on twitter like the welts on her side yeah i was like oh shit that was legit I was like, "Oh my god!" Like huge credit to Sasha for taking that, and then the KOD looked nice. It always does. And the last thing I have was Michael Cole. You heard it right, uh, Michael Cole. Yeah, what
0: did he do? I can't remember. I just know everybody's been. He he had a he had a hard time during WrestleMania. He, he had a horrible
1: home. weekend, dude. <laughs>
0: can't, it's kind of like I can't blame them because I remember I read an article a while back from um, Renee Young was doing an interview and she was talking about how they're always constantly talking in your ear while you're trying to do the, uh yeah, do commentary. And she was yeah. like, you can actually see it in her face sometimes the way she's looking at the camera. That's her basically looking at them like, yo, shut the fuck up. <laughs> but it's like for for Michael Cole All these years you have been pronouncing names of moves that, you know, were the names in WWE, but not the actual names of the move, Mm -hmm. like the original name. So he's having a hard time with a lot of things adapting to these, you know, wrestling historians and analysts who know all these moves and holds. And then, you know, he's just here to kind of, you know, commentate for the kids.
1: Yeah, pretty much WWE it up.
0: Yeah, pretty much. I feel like when I watch, when I listen to commentary, I feel like it's for eight-year-old me.
1: Yeah, yeah, you said
0: that. (laughs) Yeah, I I really feel like it's for eight-year-old me that's sitting here like, holy cow, what's going on here? (laughs) Like, now I look like Stephen A. Smith every time you say something about the New York Knicks. I'm just meme-mugging you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so Bianca hit her with the hair and then hit her with the KOD and got the pin. She gets the three count. Her music hits and the bell rings. And then Michael Cole screams, Oh my god, I can't believe Sasha kicked out! (laughs) Dude, that really fucking happened. Live on WrestleMania.
2: In the
0: main event. Somebody need to check on Michael Cole.
1: Maybe he ain't doing good. (laughs) He, like, I think it was like, Maybe 10 seconds later, he was like, oh, man, I was so caught up in the moment that I thought she kicked out. Shut the hell up, Cole. What was your uh, what was your match tonight, one
0: Cesaro and uh, Seth Rollins? Yeah, that was my second. Uh, I can't lie to you, though. Bad Bunny. (laughs) Bad Bunny impressed me. Yes. I love that match. I'm glad he took it serious. Like shout out to Damian Priest for training this man. He could come back around. So I've been listening to Bad Buddy music. Heavy Booker T is a part of my daily listen to now. There's a part of my, I don't even know a word that he's saying, <laughs> but I love the goddamn song. Like he did a great job. I even put on that list as an honorable mention. Bad bunny versus anybody at WrestleMania 38. Because at first <laughs> I was serious. Like, at first I was like, okay, um, Jake Paul's here. Maybe he'll do something interesting. Bad bunny versus Jake Paul, so we can actually no. start like a celebrity match type thing going on. We need Bad Bunny versus Omos. I'll watch it. <laughs> I will watch it. If he hits him with the bunny destroyer, I'm marking out. I'm losing my shit. Oh, Amos is getting his ass kicked. Well, what? That's another motherfucker right there. That's <laughs> another one. Almost. That was a great introduction. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. If he would have threw a high kick, I would have lost my shit too. <laughs> like he had a great like he had a great debut. Gold on your debut, and you got AJ Styles in your corner. What's
1: up? Dude, the New Day sold for him like crazy. Like, their, their facial reactions the whole time.
0: Oh, They're... boy. I remember <laughs> when... When they were sitting on the end of the rope, and they were sitting there looking up at him.
2: Yeah. The first thing
0: I thought was Craig, Day Day, and Damon from Next Friday.
1: Okay, I've never seen that.
0: You have never seen Next Friday. <laughs>
1: I'm are you huge... shitting me, Josh? <laughs> I'm not a huge movie person. Josh, there are
0: movies that you have to see. Fuck the shit they putting out these days, except for Mortal Kombat that comes out next week in theaters and HBO Max. It's a free promotion right there. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, like there's movies that you have to see. The Friday Trilogy is just one
1: of them. Yeah, I
2: don't...
1: I don't know. It's just it has to be like a certain kind of movie or certain characters or something in it to get me to really watch. It's all right. That's what YouTube's for. I got sure, you. Sure. I
0: <laughs> got you. All I gotta do is send you the moment and you're gonna know what I'm talking about. But if you get on this podcast and you start talking about some press of starch, then I'm like, all right, you been, you watched that t- clip way too many times. <laughs> I was about to say, don't be coming up here talking about some which one of you bitches watching my draws tonight. Nah, don't do that.
1: (laughs) Man, I'm going to have to remember that so I can say that next week.
2: (laughs) Aw. No,
1: but uh, in the New Day match, it was somewhere in the beginning when Xavier Woods had Styles in like a headlock or something, and he brought him over to his corner, and he screams to the camera, we are effectively cutting the ring in half. Yes. He was telling him, you don't know nothing about tag team wrestling. <laughs> That's why you're not a tag team wrestler. <laughs> Dude, the New Day, I love them so much.
0: AJ Styles was selling, boy. That man was selling. Uh, <laughs> like, Omos is sitting here watching this man get his ass whipped, like, damn.
1: <laughs> they're so good. Like, they're so good in the ring, and they're so good on the mic, and they're just funny. And you can tell that they're having fun. Yeah, and
0: you it's know, just they, like, they got their wet mouth.
2: Oh,
0: dude. Whew. It's, it's like, night one as a whole was just great. I, I kind of think night one was better than night two, if you ask me.
1: But, oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I, I just felt like... I don't know. It was just hard to follow that. I guess it's because... Well, not because. It's kind of like when you have to... It's like science project time. But project time in school. Everybody got to present their shit. And... You know you got a dope-ass project, but you're nervous. But you're like, mm-hmm. you know what? Let me go first to get it out the way. Yep. That's
2: exactly I to what I want was. hmm
0: Everybody just got to follow that.
2: Because yeah,
1: then, cause then once you go, you're like, damn, I'm the best one yet.
0: Yeah. And other people got to follow that. And it's like,
2: fuck.
1: It's like being a guy sitting
0: sitting there, and you're like, damn, I got to follow this? Shit. Yep. <laughs> but it's okay, though, because with Night 2... My favorite match was uh, KO and Sami Zayn. That was a really good match. I agree. Hell yeah. I needed Sami Zayn to remind me why I love Sami Zayn. Because his gimmick gets on my damn nerves. And he also looks like that Um, he looks like that guy from Rudolph the red Ranger, Ranger. Like Reindeer. Yeah, he looks like that guy. I can't remember his name, but I do have his picture on my page.
2: He uh, like hey,
1: say so you have his picture on your wall.
0: Oh, absolutely not. That would be <laughs> creepy as shit. That will be oh, creepy as shit. What to sit here and have a claymation on my wall with a beard? Hey, why not? Absolutely not. I'm not insane. Come on, bro. I don't judge. Really? <laughs> you Don't judge. I don't judge. Oh, for real. What did you think about Braun Strowman and Shane McMahon in the steel
1: cage? Don't get me fucking started on that. <laughs> match. That is so that is a cheap shot. You know how I feel. There was let me look at my notes here. <laughs> Let's see. I said Elias and Riker, SMH. And I said that Braun missed a catch because he was supposed to catch a, I think the chair, and he he missed and it hit him in the head. Yeah, yeah, because because Shane was swinging the chair at him, and then he swung it at Braun and Braun was supposed to catch it,
2: mm-hmm. but
1: I guess he didn't you know, stop it firmly enough and it kept going and it hit him in the head. That was pretty funny. My favorite line of the night. <laughs> they were talking about Shane avoiding avoiding Strowman to stay alive. And they're talking about Shane using his quickness. They're talking about Shane McMahon in 2021 using his quickness.
0: You know they're only saying that because if you look at that size difference, you're just going to assume that Shane is quick. Like, when you're standing in front of a man that's almost 400 pounds, 6'8", and you're no, like, you know, pushing 50 with back problems from all these announce tables you've been <laughs> fucked up over the years. <laughs> you Anybody in that moment would think this guy has to be quick. Because if you're slow, you're fucked. So I see why they say, you know, with the quickness. We know he's not that quick, dog. He's just saying no. that for the 8-year-olds.
1: I heard that and I was like, "What? Shane McMahon having to use his quickness?"
0: I can't lie to you. If I was Shane, I'd rather go through an announce table than what I had to go through there.
1: <laughs> that, that it looked pretty cool. It looked pretty cool. I'll give you that.
0: I'd rather uh, you put me through an announce table.
1: <laughs> it look, that looked like it hurt like shit.
0: I would have won the match, and I would have kept my WrestleMania glory. <laughs>
1: True, true, but now, as Strowman said, look who's stupid now.
0: That, oh, uh, what was your favorite match from Night
1: 2? I... <laughs> my, my picks are boring, because it's both the main events. My favorite from Night 2 is a triple threat.
0: Ain't nothing wrong with that. Some people, I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with that at all. The main event was actually really good, especially, you know, we haven't seen Edge in a high-profile match in a long time, so for him to have this high... Pro- t- when I say high-profile, I'm talking about title match.
2: You know, we're, yeah. We're not,
0: yeah, We're not talking about you know the stuff he did with Randy Orton. We're talking about the actual title match in that main event of WrestleMania.
1: I mean, but, he was in the greatest wrestling match of all time.
0: Um, given that. Yeah, so I'm, I, you know what? I'm not even going <laughs> <laughs> to say that. I ain't going to say that. I had some serious shade right then and there. I'm just going to let him think that.
1: <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it was it was super cool to see I'm sure you noticed that both Randy Orton and Edge were wearing white gear, yeah, like that that was super cool at least to me and i I thought that actually maybe Orton could get involved in some way just because maybe they'd be hinting at it, but nah. yeah that that would, that would be stupid that wouldn't make any sense. They I just thought the right maybe, thing. yeah, I agree. It's always a possibility because you all know what Randy Orton. You think something over, and then next thing you know, you hit, get an RKO. True, true. Orton did turn on him again. So um, I thought the double spear spot was really cool when Edge and Reigns try to spear each other. <laughs> we all smack shoulders. <laughs> I'm glad they smacked shoulders, man. I love it. It looked, it looked really cool. Uh, Reigns hitting that power bomb on Daniel Bryan to the table, the announce table, and then turning around and getting speared. That whole sequence was really fun. My favorite spot of the entire match was the double cross face with the, with the chair leg. Yeah. That looked... I felt so bad for Roman because that looked like it legitimately hurt like hell. Because Especially when they started headbutting each other. Uh-huh. It seemed like they stopped. They stopped making sure Roman was safe. and They were just tugging back. I was like, "Oh shit!" I was like, "Oh man, the tribal chief's gonna get," you know, like real fucked up.
0: I'm just saying, two people with head and neck issues took it upon themselves to have a <laughs> headbutting competition.
1: I didn't even think of that, but yeah.
0: I'm <laughs> sitting here like these. No, because I, I mean, when I saw them do that. I was like, "Oh wow, this would be interesting if he actually could tap out." But <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, they go into a headbutting battle!" Oh no! <laughs>
1: <laughs> as soon as they both locked in the crossface, I was like, "I think Roman's still going to win," but if they wanted to take the title off of Roman, this would be the way to do it. But uh, the other, the other note that I have is that I love. I love how it ended. How Rain speared Edge, and then just threw him on top of Daniel and pinned him both. It just made him look like a complete badass.
2: He, about, he hit him
0: with a concerto.
1: Oh, he hit him with a spear first. Then my bad.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah but that could that was yeah that no, that was bad. that was unnecessary. Like I mean, yeah. I like the moment. I like the seriousness of the moment. I'm I'm shocked that Edge would. Allow this to happen, you know? You haven't been back that long. I want to have time to get used to seeing you every week again. <laughs> but good he really God, did. he took that like a champ.
1: He really did. I don't know if I just got caught up in the moment of the match, but I gave this match a 10 out of 10. I thought I had... Going into it, like, like I predicted that Roman was going to win. But it was like I could see any of these three guys winning. I could see it going any way. And then from Jay interfering early to getting destroyed and then coming back later on. And then you had the crazy chair shots, the concerto, like you said. Powerbomb to a table, the crossface. You had these really awesome moments. And then just an unexpected ending. Like the way that Raymond's that Reigns won.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: just gave it a perfect 10 out of 10. I think it's one of the. Uh, I want to say it's one of the best matches I have watched. WWE. WWE wise. I'm going to give you that pass
0: because I know you really don't check out NXT and NXT UK like that. I'll give you that pass on this though. I respect that. Yes. I'll just give it an 8 out of 10. 8? Yeah, I'll give it an 8 out of 10. I don't yeah. know. It's just that I feel like after I, I just feel like after a certain moment, you know, it's time to wrap it up. But then also, the constant interference of Jay Uso was destroying the flow of a beautiful match. That's that just my was,
1: opinion. Yeah, that was kind of
0: annoying. Yeah, if Jay Uso wasn't just popping in out, but it's like it's become a ritual now to see Jay Uso. Like when Roman Reigns is in danger in a very very good match. Because his matches since returning have been spot on. Mm. But, you know, just with Roman Reigns being in danger in a good match, I always expect uh, Jey Uso. And then every time I see Jey Uso, the first thing I think of is him saying, I'm going to get him. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's like, you got to love his energy. You wish his brother was around. I don't know what's up with that. but Yeah, I think he's still <laughs> dealing with an injury. Yeah, but it's just like, you sit here and you look at some of these guys and this man sitting here stepping to Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens, Shinsuke Nakamura, he's stepping on all these people. Like, we sit here and what? we're literally watching Jay Uso, a tag team <laughs>
1: extraordinaire, become a single star. Yeah, for real. And he won the, uh, the Andre Battle Royal.
2: You see what I mean?
0: <laughs> like, there we go.
1: It's like little brothers growing up.
0: Yeah. But, it's like, if they didn't have that, I can definitely see why you're giving this a 10 out of 10. That just kind of messed it up for me. That little small detail, but still a very, very, very good match. I can see that. We got two more topics, and then we're done. Because we're about to, you know, wrap it up with the Raw the Mania talk real quick. Which, I actually have a question for you when it comes to that one. But, before that, uh, I know I told you, it was just a quick take about WWE 2K22. I know a lot of people are excited for it. 2K loves selling you on graphics. They love selling you on graphics. But I understand. You see first with your eyes. You eat with your eyes. Of course. So uh, before we all get really excited. I just want to keep saying this. And I don't care if I got to start a petition. We need a beta. After all the shit that we have dealt with. A beta would be very very good for the community. We should yes. be able to test this game out before they actually do a full release.
1: That's I 100 percent agree. It should be an open beta too, so anybody can anybody can play.
0: Yeah, like, using I don't know why we don't do it now, but we need to use betas. A lot of companies they'll drop a beta, see how the game is, go back and fix some kinks, drop another beta if they want to, and then you know do the full release. But with 2K, the same way they do that little, that little snippet of my career before you get to buy the whole game just to get a feel of it, we need that for WWE 2K because this is the end-all, be-all. This could change the landscape of everything for professional wrestling games. Or it could actually change the landscape of everything for games in general because I've been saying for a minute certain games should take time off so they actually can fix things and build a good game. And if WWE 2K is successful, then I think other companies and other industries, and hopefully like Madden, which said they were going to start releasing every three years at one point, hopefully these guys actually see okay, well, this is what happens when you take time off. You can actually focus on some things. So maybe we should just take time off, just give you some updates for this version and then drop a new release a year later. Give the creators more
1: time to make a better game. I 100% agree. I think that you know, they voluntarily well, I guess technically it was voluntarily, took two K twenty one off because of how bad two K twenty was. And they said that they'd be listening to the to the players. And they were taking you know, they're taking people's feedback, taking suggestions, and they had I think they had a poll of like what mode would you like to would you like most? And GM mode one. So hopefully GM mode comes back. Now with 2 years off and you had all this time to get your shit together and make a good game. This game needs to be good. I'm the bars not going to be as low as it needs to be playable. It needs to be better than 2K20 because, you know, we don't need to go into 2K20. <laughs> but but The expectation now is... It doesn't have to be the greatest wrestling game of all time. But it has to be really good. Like, really good. 2K's best. And in my view, 2K14 is their best uh, best made game. And that's a pretty high bar to reach. That's not... Like, No Mercy is my favorite game. 14 is up there. So it has to be a really... Really impressive game. If not, I'm completely out on 2K. 2K 23. Can kiss my ass if it's going to be a thing. I'm going to give it this one last chance. But it's only because they took two years off. Fuck Battlegrounds. I don't care about that. I stopped playing Battlegrounds after like four days. So, yep. I have really high expectations for this game. And if they're not met, then... I'm hopping back on something else.
0: Well, I'll say this right here. I remember the last time a WWE representative told me that they were going to listen to the fans. We're still waiting. Oh, my God. Triple H. (laughs) Yeah, we're still waiting. Motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) I was just saying. All right. Final topic, because I know we've been kind of ranting about a lot of stuff, but this has been pretty fun.
1: Oh, yeah. It's always fun to bash on WWE.
0: Ah oh, man, we try our hardest not to.
1: Well, at least they had a good Mania. Yeah,
0: they had, they they did had a good, good mania. they had a good WrestleMania week. Period. NXT takeovers were fire.
1: Remember last week when I said there's no way this would be better than last year's Mania?
0: Oh, that's a lot. This was way better.
1: This was definitely better. Yeah, this was I was wrong.
0: Better. They had fans.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. I I underestimated that, and they had a weather delay. Yeah, a weather
0: delay. WWE unscripted, so we actually got to see WWE behind the scenes. And then we got a to see good Wet Mouth. Oh, uh, yep, there we go. We got to see Wet Mouth. So <laughs> it was a good ass show. So well, you know, they did a good thing. But just you know, final topics, just your thoughts on Raw After
1: Mania. It was shit. For years now, I think for I don't know, at least the last day, yeah at least the last decade they've been hyping up raw after mania to be huge between you know people returning that you don't see coming to Mm -hmm. maybe a heel turn or a face turn and you get like some title contenders or whatever yeah this mat this uh this show had their their biggest return because i don't I don't really consider Charlotte coming back to be a real return. because She was gone for like three weeks.
0: She was out due to COVID.
1: Yeah, I don't consider that really a return. The biggest return they had was Ivar. (laughs) Ivar from the Viking Raiders.
0: (laughs) I still hate that name to this day. (laughs)
2: She
0: kept it as a war machine. Why the hell did you name that? But, yeah.
1: I I thought it was something to do with Marvel. Or something, I don't know.
0: Could be, but that was their name on the indie scene. They Marvel never came about them came to them about that. Then they would have been got a cease and desist letter. But I'll see it's WWE. They don't want nobody coming
1: after anything. True, true.
0: Well they probably told them that they didn't want to use that name because you know
1: once you give WWE that name, they're gonna own it. Oh, uh, that's true. That's true. It's better than the Viking experience. Remember that? That was terrible. <laughs> that was terrible. And then like two weeks later they changed it and pretended that nothing ever happened.
0: Exactly, because somebody told them about the show Vikings and they also told them about the things that Vikings did. And it's like you can't really name a group the Viking experience. That does not have a good history. God damn, pal. We gotta change it. Exactly. See, they knew that.
1: Yeah, but- so we got <laughs> we got that. We got another rematch because WWE loves their rematches between Rhea and Asuka which also disappointed. And then we got a setup for another rematch, Bobby and Drew. I mean, I'm cool with that one, but it's still just the fact that it's rematch after rematch after rematch.
0: We had well, they don't really have any contenders on Raw, unfortunately. Keith Lee's off. They they don't know what they want to do with him, but they they don't really have any real contenders, I could say. That's their own fault, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, nobody's taking Braun seriously now. I mean, all I have to do is just call you a dummy, and all of a sudden you're mad. Yeah,
1: but they're the one who booked him in that storyline. <laughs> well, he's still running with it, too. You say, you
0: know what happened to the last guy that called me stupid?
2: Oh. So we Movie have Bond.
0: a gentle giant.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so we have the new United States champion, Sheamus, and the new tag team champions, AJ Styles and Omos, not on Raw. So that's like, you know, what the hell are you doing? You closed the show with uh, Lashley and MVP and Mason T-Bar and King Corbin. King Corbin was a part of the main event.
0: Oh, King Corbin didn't come out. Wasn't he? No, it was in two rejects from uh, Roger from Retribution.
1: <laughs> Mason t Yeah,
0: and Dominic D- Dajakovic.
1: Yeah, and uh, Dio Med. Yeah, like, they, they had those guys. I could have sworn Corbin was too, but...
0: Oh, no, nah, Corbin wasn't there, and then they stood out there, and, you know, MVP sitting at the top of the ramp, and they're sitting down there at the ring... Just laid out Drew McIntyre. You know, and everybody's like, oh, my God, do they have a relationship? What's going on? They're part of the Hurt Business. So, I don't know. But I think the whole name of WrestleMania Backlash just kind of goes back into predictability. It's just going to be a whole bunch of rematches. But I'm pretty sure on Friday Night SmackDown, they're probably going to set up Edge versus Daniel Bryan. Winner of that match gets Roman Reigns one-on-one.
1: Yeah, I can definitely see that. Maybe they give Roman a... I'm trying to think of who can be like a quick one-off title match.
0: They wouldn't give him a one-off. They're going to, you know... they Give they him the night off? Him... Yeah, they're probably going to give him the night off, let him be in the back. He's kind of like a king on a pedestal waiting for a worthy opponent.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah, Maybe. I give you one highlight though. I thought that the Charlotte Flair promo
1: was great. Oh yeah, I loved it. Yeah, the opportunity. I love it. Yeah, I love, yeah, I love when she said I am the opportunity. Mm-hmm. That was fantastic. Um I know everybody just complaining that Charlotte's back and now she's gonna, you know, push everybody down with the golden shovel, the golden spoon. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I'm hyped for Charlotte being back. I like I think Charlotte's, in my opinion, at the moment, Charlotte Flair is the greatest women's wrestler of all time. In WWE standpoint, I mean that's all I've watched. So yeah,
0: I can see that. I've seen so many women's like so many great women wrestlers. I don't even know because I I kind of have Oscar over Charlotte in my book.
1: Yeah, I, c- I can see that.
0: Like, I, I already know who WWE is going to give the one up to, but I got okay. Oscar. I got I got Oscar over Charlotte in my book, but I could see why you'll say that. Seven years and
1: thirteen title reigns. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, that's uh, a big deal. <laughs> huge <laughs> advantage over everyone else. Yeah, um,
0: she'll be a twenty-time champion before she's even <laughs> even 10, 15 years in.
1: She'll be a twenty-time champion by the time fans come back in the stands. <laughs>
0: Wow, boy, that might be next month. You never know. Don't say that. You
1: know
0: how many times <laughs> you know time she, you know time she got to lose?
1: Oh, my God. She's going to go. <laughs> They're going to change the women's, the Raw Women's title to the 24-7 rule.
0: Oh, hell no. <laughs> no. Absolutely not.
1: One oh last man. question. We're gonna, I was going to say we're going to have a feud with Charlotte and our truth for the Raw Women's 24-7 title. Telling
0: me that they're gonna unify that title? No, Hey, man. It's no. <laughs> they they're not going that. They're not getting that wild. They're not getting that bad. You know, they just you know rely on DQ matches and have
1: unnecessary promos. That's all. True. I mean, all you gotta do is say every DQ match, the title can change hands,
0: and then oh, before you we know, know it,
1: is. everything's oh. out the window. <laughs>
0: I hope they never do that. Oh, my God. You know I many people going to play possum? going to smack the damn chair on
2: the,
0: <laughs> man, on the ground and hand it? Yeah, try to pull, try to pull Eddie Guerrero. Oh, yeah, everybody's winning championships that way.
1: Man, he got Kurt ankle with that shit so many times.
0: <laughs> ah man. One final question for you before we head off here. All right. Anybody on Raw SmackDown... Who do you want to see to get a push? It's aftermania. It's a new season. Cesaro. Is that too <laughs> easy? <laughs> yeah, it's not too easy. I don't. I don't know what direction they're going to take Cesaro because it's like I feel like they should start with the IC title because
1: it is a workhorse. That's what generation. I was thinking.
0: But then yeah. it's like, okay, we got Apollo Cruz with his thing. I don't know. It's like Raw Mania usually give you some answers. But now I got to go over to SmackDown and hope for a better show with more answers on what they're gonna do with guys like Big E because you know he's no longer champion. They're probably gonna do another match with Apollo Cruz, Apollo Cruz once again. Big E's out that title picture. It's like, what are you gonna do with Big E? Which he probably should I go could, over to Raw because they need some. They need some. Uh, they need some contenders.
1: I could see uh, Big E, Apollo, Cesaro, Triple Threat.
2: Yeah, throw that maybe
1: and make it a fatal four-way. I mean, I love Shinsuke, but I feel like a triple threat would be a good a good match. I think should Cesaro pins Apollo, and then Big E gets his title to his title match from Cesaro the next pay-per-view, and they have a little feud. Cesaro versus Big E for the IC title. That's a good feud.
2: hmm
1: But uh, my, my push from Raw would be Mustafa Ali. He's been wronged for too long. He really has, dude. Like, Retribution was a freaking laughing stock. And then Ali, you know, took it over. They were still a bit of a joke, but his promos were top notch. Yeah. And now that he has nothing to do with them anymore, he's not being held back. I mean, I think that he should at least get a U.S. title push, at the very least. And I'd also like to see him do something with Shelton and Cedric. I know they're not going to actually do anything with them because now they're not part of the heart business anymore but you know it just sucks because they're so they're both really good. Shelton's getting older but he's still got it. Cedric's young and he's up on the rise so maybe we can eventually get back to a Ali Cedric feud one on one
2: yeah those matches
1: on two of our great. Shoot, everybody that I want to get
0: a push is probably about to be on the cut list coming up soon. Oh, um, shit. yeah, I want Ricochet and Buddy Murphy to get a push.
1: Yes, yeah, I love them both so much.
0: Yeah, they're they're the. I kind of felt like Ricochet should have been in the. Uh, he should have been in the Hurt business instead of Cedric. Cedric is a great in ring competitor, but Ricochet got a personality that WWE refuses to let shine. He had the cockiness, the arrogance, the like. He had all of that. The charisma everything to actually cut it as a heel and they just didn't do it I don't know what it is that Vince didn't see probably because he felt like he was too small but then I feel like that's why you have NXT and you have NXT UK you got other brands that could actually use the help of you know guys like this and they don't they're not doing nothing they're just sitting there send them somewhere where they can actually get some work they can have some great matches like Finn Balor going back to NXT has done wonders for his career. Yes. Yeah, he's way better on the mic, more confident, has a great in ring style. He switches it up very well. He doesn't need the Demon King, even though I feel like they should bring him back for a one off with Carrion Cross. But it's done wonders for him. They should take that as a as an example and be like, okay, so let's send some of these guys back, really build them up to a comfortable character. And then bring them back to the main roster if they want to come back. Well, they probably will. Or they won't. But still, bring them back. <clears throat>
1: That's a future match right there if you want eventually eventually something to stop The Fiend. Demon Bower
0: Oh, they messed up that opportunity. They, they screwed that up.
1: Yes and no. Because, I mean, they had the... They were supposed to have... Uh, I think that was when Bray. I forget what happened with Bray. He had like a car accident or something. Yeah. Or he was sick. I don't remember. But they were supposed to do like a really weird, like Halloween-like thing, and it was like Sister Abigail Bray Wyatt against the Demon King.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But, and that ended up being Finn versus AJ. Yeah. Yeah. So. That got messed up, but they never actually did it with the fiend. So if they can find some way, it's highly unlikely. It'd be very difficult to do, but some way to salvage the fiend and then get him back to look at unstoppable again. That could be a a cinematic WrestleMania
2: match. Yeah. And another uh, another superstar from SmackDown, Bailey. I know
1: she just came off of a, she just had a huge title ring last year, but they're not doing anything with her right now. I think that she deserves as much success as Sasha is getting right now. And that's the thing, though she's kind of already have she kind of already
0: had it. What they don't want to what they don't want to admit is that Bailey kind of helped carry WWE through the dude like through the pandemic era. They absolute she absolutely did.
1: Like, it was her and Sasha, but it was mostly Bailey. Like they they
0: carried that, but Bailey did a hell of a job. For she sure. She was entertaining, her matches were good, she was champion, Bailey had a whole new attitude. It just worked. So I'm not mad about her kind of having like this step back. I feel like she could be less annoying but I think that comes with if you actually put her back in a picture, back in the title picture I mean they could carry, she could go be annoying to the GM till he'd just be like, you know what, fuck it you're back in the title picture <laughs> I can't deal with this shit no more you ain't got nothing to do, you keep talking about your podcast
1: <laughs> ding dong hello yeah so they
0: can they can like Chill out with her for just a little bit right now. I'll say maybe like another month or two, throw her back in the title picture. But she would be a great opponent for Bianca Belair, a former champion. They could have a good promo, or a good program. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, but let's go ahead and we can wrap this up. I want to go ahead and thank everybody that you know listens to this. If you like it, make sure you follow the Facebook page and the Instagram page. For FOE podcast and SIJW seriously it's just wrestling also if you want to get in contact with Josh follow Josh see what he's up to see what he's talking about you can follow him on Twitter at J underscore hole 34 and on IG at Youngstow 94 I'm your host Matt and along with Josh I want you guys to have a great evening and we are out we'll be back next time uh, by the way are you still doing your episode with uh, Dylan for the, for the uh, NFL draft
1: yeah, we we'll, we'll get that together. It's coming. Ah. All right. But thank you for everybody for listening. Y'all have a good
0: one.